Revelation. And uh, I want to ask each of you a question, and that question is this. Have you ever given your child back to the Lord? Have you ever given your child back to the Lord? You might be thinking, uh, I didn't know God would take them back. <laughs> I didn't know that he had a customer service department where I could drop them off. You know, uh, Sandy and I, when we were young and had our children, we had two theories on raising kids. And now we have two kids and no theories. Josh came to Sandy one day on her birthday and said to her, said, Mom, what do you want for your birthday? She said, two well-behaved kids. He said, that'd make four of us. <laughs> you know, you go through life and a lot of funny things happen to you along the way. But when I ask, have you ever given your child back to the God? What I'm asking is, it's so important that we give them to the Lord. And by the way, parents, here's what I did when our children were really young, basically born. I started praying for their mate. And that's so important. Now, the future is in your hands and in our hands as a church family. And our divine responsibility is to lift them up each day. I want you to stand. I'm going to read a couple of verses to tell you the story of uh, this lady named Hannah. She couldn't have a child, and she kept praying to have a child. And she said to the Lord, Lord, if you'll give me a child, I'll dedicate that child to you. 100%, they will be yours. And God was good to his promise. And he blessed Hannah with a child. And these two verses say this. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I ask of him. Now here it is. Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for this day, for this opportunity to share uh, these testimonies of giving our children back to the Lord. And I'm so grateful, Father, that you give us examples throughout Scripture. And I just pray, Lord, that you uh, would give each of us the wisdom and courage to dedicate our children, our grandchildren, and our lives to you. And it's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen. Now, that example of Hannah is a very classic example of giving our child back to the Lord. But it's not the only example in Scripture. Also, we have in Luke's Gospel, in chapter 2, verse 22, and this is about Christ. Now, when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed. They brought him, that's Jesus, to Jerusalem to do what? To present him to the Lord. And it is the responsibility of every Christian parent to say, Lord, I recognize that you have given me a precious gift and I am giving this child back to you. And it's your child and I will raise this child to glorify and honor you. And it's so important that we make that dedicated consistent gift and say, Lord, here they are. They're yours. Now, probably the, the uh, greatest story in the Word of God concerning giving a child back to God happened in the book of Genesis in chapter number 22. Now, Isaac 
I mean, I can't even begin. Isaac was a miracle baby, if you know the story. Isaac came along when Abraham and Sarah were elderly, and God blessed them with a child. And uh, Isaac was given to them, their only child. And then God says, you know what? I want that child back. And every time I read this story, it's heart-wrenching because I can't even fathom doing what Abraham did and God asking him to do that. But in verse 22, we're going to start reading. We're just going to read verses 1 through 13. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Now sometimes God will test you. He will never tempt you, but he will test you. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go up yonder and worship, and we'll come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. Think about that for just a minute. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father? And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son... God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood on the altar. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And he stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the, off, the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. Can anyone here fathom doing that? What great faith. We know when we come to the book of Hebrews that, that we, we said that the writer of Hebrews said even if Abraham had slain his son, God would have raised him up. But to have that type of faith and that trust that, Lord, I know you only do things right and well. But I tell you, I have tried to put myself in Abraham's place so many times. And each time I do, I'm, I'm just awestruck by his faith because that's incomprehensible to me that you would take your son, you'd place him on an altar, you would have the wood, you'd have the fire, you'd have the knife and then think about that. Now I'm going to get a little graphic for just a moment. (sighs) Taking that knife, thrusting it into that boy's body, setting fire 
cremating his body. Imagine the altar. Imagine the smell, the stench of burning flesh and watching your son disintegrate into a pile of ashes. I don't know that I could do that, could you? I don't know that my faith would be that great. And I I pray God strengthen my faith. I'm kind of like the man, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. (laughs) Dedicating our children to God. But you know, it's what we must do with our children. The best thing that Abraham ever did for Isaac was go and surrender him back to God. Because if Abraham had refused to surrender his son to the Lord, what would have happened would have been this. All of the blessings that God had in store for Isaac would have been wiped away. He would have not had all of the blessings. And if you know the story of Isaac, Isaac becomes a very wealthy man. And uh, he had all the blessings from God. And guess what? He's in the lineage of Christ because he was obedient to what God had him to do. Abraham stepped up and said, I want the best for my son. And if he had not had, Isaac would have died in obscurity. No one would know his name. And he would be a nobody today. So what we have to do for our children is say, Lord, here they are. 100% they are yours. So you and I need to be like Abraham today. We need to say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to work, but I know that you're going to do the right thing. Here's my child. And we're not forfeiting our child to God. We are giving our child to the Lord, and then he gives us the ability to raise them in a godly home and make a difference for them eternally. There's a purpose and a plan that God has. So I want to talk quickly about four elements of giving your child back to God. And what does it mean? Number one, it's a confirmation of your love for God. It's a confirmation that, Lord, I I'm not to love my child more than I'm to love you. I am to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, strength, and will. Here is my child, Lord. I give them to you. And it shows that we love the Lord more than our child. And you say, is that possible? It better be. And we better step up and do that. Because if we're not, we're shorting them. And our responsibility is to give our child back to God. Because the most prized possession that he has given you is your child. And when we give them back to God, we're saying, Lord, I trust you and I entrust you to my child. And, Lord, here they are, 100%. And then God says, well, now you take care of them, raise them right, raise them in a godly home. In fact, in Matthew's gospel in chapter 10, verse 37 and 38, just to, to affirm what I've been saying, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. The best thing, mom and dad, that you can do for your child is to give them your child. Give your child back to God. And say, Lord, they're yours. I'll take the responsibility of raising them. And I will be a godly example for them. And Lord, you get all of the credit. Secondly, It's a clarification of ownership. I mean, we don't own the child. They're God's. And and, and our responsibility is to say, Lord, here they are. You've given me this incredible gift, and I dedicate 
this child back to you. They don't belong to me, Lord. They belong to you. And when they belong to you, Lord, I know that you will do all things well for and through them. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the responsibility of raising my child in a godly home. Lord, I will do the hard work. Abraham was saying about Isaac, Lord, he belongs to you. And then I think he must have said, Thy will be done. Thy will be done. And I think of Psalm 127, verse 3. Children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. So God has blessed us. Let's do the right thing and say, Lord, here they are. Now, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, you better be careful how you treat God's property. Better do the right thing. Better train them. Thirdly, it's a commitment to raise your child God's way. It's a commitment. Giving your child to the Lord is the very best thing we could do. In, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, it said, Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. Daddy, don't send your children to church. Take them. Take them. Be the example. You know, I read a statistic sometime back that daddies who take their children to church, the child is 12 times more likely to stay in church. So don't send them and don't say, Mama, that's your responsibility. No, Daddy, your responsibility. You do what's best for them. You see, what we went through today was not a ceremony. It's a commitment. It's a commitment to say, Lord, I'll do everything in my power to make sure your child that you have given to me is given back to you and raised and trained in a godly home. So, mom and dad, here's what we have to be, a godly parent. We have to be a godly parent first. Secondly, teach your child about Christ. Thirdly, keep your child in church. Fourthly, love your child. Fifthly, pray for your child. Sixthly, train your child. Seventh, stay committed to your spouse. Be the example. Make your home a godly place and you live a righteous life in front of them. You see, some people think a baby dedication is some magical service, which means, all right, Lord, they're yours, they're, they're saved. No, no. What you're doing is saying, I'll raise them in a Christian home, and I'll give them every opportunity to know Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. And you know what? It's a lifelong commitment. Our children are 38 and 37, and it's still our responsibility to pray for them and show them how to live the right way. It never ends. So hang on to the horns of the altar because you're going to be tested, you're going to be tried, and sometimes you're going to want to throw your hands up and say, Lord, I wish you would have never given me this child. You ever felt that way? All they do is cause me grief. <laughs> they, they will test you. They will try you. You will be so angry sometimes, you'll want to snatch them and say, Lord, why? 
but stay true. Joshua 24, 14 and 15. It's a verse that we have had in our house for a long time. Therefore fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and truth, and put away your gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And this line, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Make that dedication. We will serve the Lord. When it's not popular, we'll serve the Lord. When you're frowned upon, when you're maligned, when people are malicious toward you because they say, oh, you, that faith stuff, it's not real, you hold the line. Lord, I believe. I commit my child to you 100%, and I'm going to raise my child God's way. Fourth and lastly, it's a claiming of God's plan and purpose for your child. I mean, Isaac submitted to Abraham, and Abraham submitted to God. And because of that, he received all of the blessings and all of the promises of God. In Genesis 22, 15 through 18, listen to these words. Then the angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time out of heaven, saying, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have, not, you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice that's a big responsibility and God blessed incredibly because Abraham did what God called him to do so your children will be blessed by your obedience so you rise up and bless them one last thing Proverbs 22 6 we are to train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he'll not depart from it Now, our responsibility is to train. God's responsibility is to save. Now, some of you here are thinking, I blew it. I blew it. I didn't raise my child in a godly home. I wasn't a Christian at that time. I didn't pray for them. I didn't show them the right things to do. Well, start now being the example. Start now. Say, right now, this day, I'm going to pray for them daily. I'm going to be a godly example for them, and I'm going to set the course right. Make a determined effort to show them the love of God and the salvation that His Son provides. And pray for them that they may be saved. You see, no greater gift that God has given us other than salvation is our child. So, give every effort, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, to strengthen them, to encourage them, and to bless them. Let's bow right now. Just bow our heads. And let's pray this prayer together. Dear God, thank you for the gift of my children and my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren. Father, I will strive to be the godly example 
that they deserve. I give them back to you and I commit my life as an example of Jesus Christ. And my prayer is for my child to know you and to be saved. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. And Father, give me strength to live my life as a godly example. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.